What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in today on the podcast, Kicking It With Cardolis. I am your host, Michelle Cardolis. And if you're catching us on YouTube here, you can see that I have a lovely guest, Nastasha Abel, here with me today. And I'm super pumped to have you on the show because it's it, Reiki is something that people are not really familiar with. Everybody's kind of heard about it, talked about it, but they don't really know. And so for you as somebody who is a certified Reiki master practitioner for six years, for the last two of that being a teacher certified, being a teacher and certified animal Reiki practitioner, which I can't wait to hear about that, that alone <laughs> fascinates me, um, and registered Reiki master teacher with the Canadian Reiki Association, also certified as an Akashic record reader since 2004, and I can firsthand testify to your experience of being intuitive a medium empath and an energy reader oh, oh my lanta <laughs> i just i just like got like the best good vibes ever from reading that <laughs> so welcome and thank you for being on thank the you. podcast show Awesome. No, so, thank you. So honored that you asked me. So I'm like I said, I'm I'm really excited to have you here. And for those of you that don't know, you've been my Reiki practitioner for years, for mm -hmm. probably five-ish years yeah. or so. So and so to get started, I would I would love to hear your story of, of how you got into Reiki where it all began from you and i know just touching base with you before this call we touched on um akashic record reader was kind yeah. of was kind My of the yeah <laughs> so I to, to uh tapping into information so yes um, I, would, I would love to hear how that started because the number one question that i hear a lot from people is what is reiki so i would yeah. love to i'd love to, oh, to learn <laughs> For sure. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of information out there. And um, well, I guess we could go back to starting with, and as you mentioned, the Akasha record. So even before that, um, my first encounter with Reiki was with my cat. She was having a, a feline asthma attack and it was really mm. bad. And it happened at night. I woke up to her breathing very heavily and very crackly and very labored. And so I was just trying to keep her calm because I was still half asleep, half awake. Mm -hmm. And also my hands started to heat up and I thought, okay, it's just her body heat, but they got hot and my cat passed out. Her breathing returned. Yeah. She fell asleep. And then when I finally realized that was happening, it was probably maybe five, 10 minutes. I can't say for sure. Um, then I fell asleep. And so of course, back then I, there wasn't really too much access in the internet about it. I mean, I couldn't say my hands get hot with petting cat. Like, I mean, you wouldn't find anything really <laughs> yeah. great. Google that one. <laughs> So I, um, yeah, so from there, I just kind of left it. And then one day, just for some reason, I started getting very, um, I guess you could say spiritual. And um, from there, I just started thinking, okay, well, what is this all about? In long story short, I saw that there's this Akashic record, and it talks about how to access your own uh, sort of, I guess you could call it energetic library where it has information about you and everything. And I thought, well, what the heck? It was like 25 bucks. It was dirt cheap. And took my drag, my friend along with me and we took it. And it was amazing. Like it was my first introduction to what energy feels like uh, when you actually still your mind and focus on something. And mm -hmm. it was very surreal. And in the classroom, we, we all had experiences. So, uh, you know, it, it could have been, 
you know, um, suggestive if you wanted to look at it at a, a speculative perspective. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was real. I felt it. My friend felt it. And for her, she was a medium, scared crapless to be one, um, had encountered <laughs> a lot of things in her, in her childhood, and she just turned it right off. And this really showed to her that she wasn't cuckoo. And so we just had a lot of amazing breakthrough experiences. So from there, uh, I learned, I dig, dug a little bit deeper and then I found, I heard about energy, uh, energy healing. And from there, that's when Reiki kind of entered my life. And I decided that I wanted to take Reiki one and was able to find two, two master teachers. They worked together. And from there, it just grew into a passion. And I can tell you that I don't think I've had any one session, whether it was with a friend, family, whether I donated Reiki or, um, you know, someone came into, into my, um, into my Reiki room to get it, that there wasn't something very profound that would happen. And, and it wasn't something that we planned or that, you know, it was just about relaxing, giving the body time to, to, you know, have that hour and, and really connect with inward and to see that a lot of these people that were coming in skeptical, skeptical, can't even see the word, uh, would leave and just feel like a weight had fallen off. So um, how I met you was through my husband mm -hmm. and how we started or you started is I was doing case studies with Reiki. So, uh, you know, we were recording some of the experiences you were having and with other people as well. And uh, it's, it's definitely something where people either, you know, if they experience it and they come in with an open heart and an open mind about it, uh, they do benefit greatly from it. Mm -hmm. uh, for others who do come in very um, not believing or skeptical, or they just, they feel like this is just a, a ruse or whatever. Um, I will tell you 99% of them are asleep on that table within five minutes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone comes out with something um and i just it's it's something i think we all need but it's something we can all do for ourselves too so you don't necessarily mm. have to you know have to have a um a practitioner to to offer it but at the same time if you want to get started it's probably the best probably the best way to go well and you know as coming from my own personal experience and um knowing your husband through taekwondo who who's also a black belt as as i am as well That's when right. when i was first going through i don't even remember what it was is most likely my crohn's or physical um soreness because i was having a lot of uh, body tension and aches and i had seen in your car your business cards in our club and he's like yeah you, and he i remember him telling me that he used to be really he was even skeptical oh he's, and, he's so redneck oh, yes <laughs> But even as myself, as somebody at that time in my life, you know, five, seven years ago, I hadn't, I hadn't even really entered the fitness space. I hadn't done any personal development. Mm. Even myself was still, was still, was still fairly quite skeptical. And um, still to this day, when I refer you to people, because I refer you to all of my clients and to all, and to everybody that I come into contact with, there was things in your intuitiveness that you knew that my husband only knew. And, <laughs> like there was no way for your husband to know, like there was very personal things that had come up from him um, just in, from my first experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I was still even then a little like, mm, okay, we'll see. I was just in a mindset of like, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. This might be bullshit. It might not be whatever happens, happens. So I wasn't right. necessarily, I didn't have an intention of what it would be. I didn't have an intention of what it wouldn't be. I was just kind of like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But like you said, it was profound because you, had, you, knew, you knew that there were certain things that 
were a pain point for me or an energetic struggle for me based on certain things in my past that nobody could know yep. about possibly ever. Yeah. So, um, you know, which just goes to speak volumes of, of that connection that you can have with people, which is, which, yeah. which can be profound. Absolutely. And I think sometimes when that information comes up while we're having a session and depending where you are, um, if you're in a state of deep relaxation, um, I call it sometimes the, the car sleep where you're, you know, when you're driving a lot, you're a passenger, you're in, in the car and the, the heat, the moving of the, of the vehicle, it kind of lulls you into this light lap, your nap, you're still used knowing where you are, you're fully aware, but your eyes are closed, you're in this really relaxed state. And that's usually where Reiki takes most people. Some people go deeper and some people even get to the point where they're start to snore and whatever, but that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. If anything, yeah. that's sort of a goal because you're actually allowing your body to, mm -hmm. to absorb the Reiki and, and do its own innate healing uh, at the same time, releasing stress and all those other, other things that brought you there. And, um, you know, I, I, that's when you can actually start tapping in. And, you know, um, for me, the first time that that actually happened, it was, I just thought I was on glue. I thought, oh, I just made that up. It was in my mind. But it was very <laughs> persistent. You know, when you're imagining something, um, sometimes it can be persistent, but this was felt different. But, you know, I, I, I was really prompted to ask the question. And so, like I said, if, if you're not in that deep state or that light state and, and you still, you know, want that information to come up as it happens, I just say it. You know, I'm not... I'm not there to stop the information from coming through. There's a reason why I'm given that information. And, and a lot of times we have access to that to ourselves, but we're just too busy or we're not sure. We mm -hmm. doubt, um, you know, so for me, I, I just stopped doubting and just said, you know what, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. And I've had people call me later or email me later, sometimes two or three weeks later. And then just, Oh my God, you know what that meant? You know, I didn't think you I, I didn't think you were, or were saying something correct or whatever. And, and here I am, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. uh, that happens more times than not. And I can tell you a lot of intuitives will get that quite often as well. So it's, it's, you know, you've, you've never been wrong <laughs> for me. So <laughs> I can say that off a couple times, but you know, it, it, uh, there's no. always a connection. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's why I don't stop. I don't stop myself from saying, you know, this, this, oh my God, this information came in. This sounds really weird. I'm going to say it anyway, because I am going to be at that one point where I don't say it and I could have, could have, and it could have helped that person. Yeah. And I don't want to be in that situation. I'd rather them say, no, you're wrong and fine. That's great. Rather than not say anything and just say, you know, I wish I would have known. Yeah, you know, absolutely. another conversation have with them later. And yeah, yeah that, that's sort of for me. So I have two, two questions for you that you've touched on is, I guess my first one, again, for the people that are listening that might not be, you know, quote unquote, woke or open or spiritual or maybe in tune with energy and vibration. Yeah. Everybody's heard of Reiki. Everybody mm -hmm. knows, you know, they think Reiki and they think woo woo. Yeah. Um, maybe they're, maybe it's energy, maybe it's healing, maybe it's alignment. What is Reiki? how would you explain it to people that are listening that maybe don't have a clue or maybe have been misinformed? Okay. Well, um, I think we'll just do it in a two sentence. Reiki really is energy that surrounds us, encompasses us. It's all, it's everywhere. It's like air. Um, we're made up of it. Uh, there's an intelligence to it. Uh, the universe is made up of it, whether you want to go that far out, uh, 
energy holds information. We all know that energy can, energy always has to flow, whether you look at it in an electrical perspective or you look at it in an information perspective. If you look at our cellular towers and our technology that nowadays, it's all energy, whether it's done through a wave, um, you know, through other means, it always carries information. It always does. So right now, while you're thinking, you're creating energy and creating information, your body is full of energy. It has to be. We take energy, we transmute it, we convert it. Um, and that's through consumption. That can be through some sort of chemical process. And what I say Reiki is at the end of the day is Reiki always has to flow. And if it's not flowing, it causes a just, it causes an imbalance. And when you have an imbalance, that's when you have things like, you know, it could be disease. It could be not feeling well. Mm -hmm. Um, it can show up, it can show up physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, what I will say that when you go back to learning Reiki with um, with the uh, oh my God I can't remember his name Dr. Emoto um, he's the actual Japanese originator from Reiki but it actually goes further back than him he brought it more into the forefront of making people responsible for themselves and what your line of thinking and how you behave and how you do things in your life affect you as well they also create and deplete energy absolutely and right. So what I will say to the people who think this is woo-woo is if you go into a scientific basis around Reiki, it's really about creating space so that the body can go into a state that you can actually allow your body to allow those energetic flows to, to either be repaired, remove blockages, release, what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, that for me is more profound than anything that I have ever learned. Um, as far as what Reiki is. Um, people will always say it's energy healing. You heal with your hands. I feel you heal more with your hands. Your hands are just more of that physical conduit because we are people who, who heal with touch. When you get a hug, when someone touches your arm, that comforting, there is also a, a chemical and a physical reaction with that as well. So it's, it's, it's a holistic approach when you're doing Reiki in the physical with your hands. But I can do Reiki long distance too. And just yeah. through thought... I can do and through intention and and I know that's where it gets really woo-woo for some people but it's sometimes more profound when I do a long distance session than when I have someone in on the table with me oh my god there's so I want to go back to something you said really that's really important there's a couple there's lots of things you said in that whole and that whole I know I'm sorry that, no that's okay it's perfect <laughs> it's the power of thought Yes. And so, you know, it is the thought and the intention. And I, and I always teach, and I talk about this heavily in my coaching that I do with my clients one-on-one -on -one, and even in my group programs is the power of the thought and the power of the intention. And we're always creating whether we think we are or not. Absolutely. So we don't necessarily yep. have to be woke for, it's still going to happen. The universe is still listening. And um, it's interesting where you, you brought up the scientific studies because it has been scientifically proven many times. And I know Dr. Yes. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time of the brain scans and the heart scans that they do when talking about energy, energy transference. And yeah. there's been countless studies of brain waves and um, it creating different wavelengths as you are thinking things. Thus yeah. the whole, you know, um, teachings of law of attraction power manifestation and visualization and so yeah. the, the power of thought is you know is huge and, and having your intention and again I always tell people you know where your intention goes your attention goes and your energy flows that's right 
right? And so two things, uh, another thing that you had said earlier, you had mentioned as well, is um, your intuition and not listening to your energy and being out of balance. In a world right now where we're all extremely busy, everybody is stressed, it's always go, go, go. And the original foundings of Reiki is, was, was founded to teach people to be in check with themselves. That's right. How imperative do you think Reiki is now in our day-to-day world? Um, I'm going to say more so because we're, we're moving into a different approach on, on how Western medicine is amazing when it comes to emergency um, or, or things where, where they're dire and quick, inform- and quick action is needed. Uh, don't get me wrong, Western medicine has come so far. But when you have people that were Western, Western medicine, and I'm gonna call it that because uh, we're more focused on, on the symptoms rather than mm-hmm. the root cause right now. Yep. We're, we, we want more, more people are asking, okay, but why am I having this? You're giving me medicine and it's working, I feel great, thank you, but why do I have to keep taking this medicine? Mm-hmm. What is the underlying condition that's causing for me to have these symptoms and to have me not feel well or what have you? And it's not always one thing. And Reiki, I always say, is not the answer for everything. I don't care what any teacher or practitioner says that Reiki will help you with this, will help you with that. It's not a cure-all. It is part of a holistic approach. You mm-hmm. still need your doctor. You still need someone to talk to. You, you know, Reiki, just for me, when you bring Reiki into the equation, it's like taking everything you're doing and then you're bundling it up to say, you know what, I really care about myself. I need to take time out. That's what Reiki does at the end of the day. It's a timeout is really what it is. And when you have more timeouts, and it doesn't have to be a Reiki session, but when you have more timeouts and connect within, you are going to heal much faster than if you were just taking a drug prescription or going to see a therapist or whatever. You need those, but you need to connect within you. You're the, the people outside you can't always be the healer. You have to be the healer. You have to be part of that equation. And Reiki helps you with that. When people wake up from a session or they're done with a session, they don't have time. We don't sit there and chit chat through the whole conversation and they're talking about all their problems. Mm, No. They're introspecting. It it just, all of a sudden Reiki just somehow takes over and people just start to connect within. I mean, people cry. Some people get angry. I've had one couple clients who get angry, but they needed to express that. And um, that's part of the Reiki that also I find very amazing is that it gets right into I don't want to say the psyche, but into those areas in the mindset that you are repeating over and over again. And it, it, I'm not saying it's bad, but you're stuck. Mm-hmm. So if you want to move forward with something and you have that same mindset, that's a call. I call that the broken record. It just plays the same thing over and over. Broken loop. You can't go forward. No. Yep. And sometimes your body's trying to tell you that through some, and your body can only talk to you through pain and sensation. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting sensations and you're not listening, guess what the next step is? Pain. So I, I again, for me, Reiki is, very, is part of a holistic approach. Um, it is more so important now than ever because I, oh, I focus Reiki right now on stress because stress hits us on so many levels. I have had clients who say, I'm not stressed. But when you're done that session, they feel so good. And what we have picked up, they were in a very minute but underlying but constant chronic stress that's nickel and dime things that's become normal that's that's the thing we we have created a stress response and living in a stress response of being busy and always having to go 
because we, I, I tend to find, because this happens a lot in my coaching, the same thing is that people are like, well, I'm not stressed. I'm not, you know, I'm just like, I'm just busy and I just have to do this and I have to go do that, but I don't actually feel stressed. Well, they've associated that stress is their fight response, is their fight or flight responsive, that it must be, I must have this tragic event or this, you know, this big shift that obviously clearly tells me that now I should be stressed, not knowing that their daily life is, is, is a physical stress response. They've just unconsciously, it's just, this is how they're working and this is how they're normal now. Because there's definitely been times where I've been like, no, oh, you know, I've, I've had a pretty chill day. And like, I come and see you and I'm like, oh man, I needed that. So, yeah. it's, you know, I would, so I would, so I asked you this, how, is, so do you see them, I guess, you know, in, in the most common sense that Reiki is really getting back to that mind body connection? It is. And right now, when I still do my research on Reiki in the sort of the Western medicine perspective, um, there's clinics, hospices, um, senior homes that are are having their nurses and the caregivers learn Reiki one. Um, because when they, they've learned that when they're applying it specifically to people who are terminally ill or uh, in seniors or whatever, there's, there's this, all of a sudden this leveling down of, of, of their energy and, and they start to feel a little bit better. I'm, I'm not saying it's profound, but mm -hmm. a little bit over time and they're noticing huge differences like um, in critical um, uh, sort of the critical hospital, what do they call it? Intensive care. Okay. Uh, they give the nurses give Reiki before and after the surgery, and they're finding that you know most ninety nine percent of the cases these patients are leaving the hospital sooner. Well, if you can right? do some so, type of way to calm their you know their parasympathetic nervous system to relax and not be stressed out, because one hundred percent, who's not going to be stressed going into surgery? Like, let's be real, yeah. you know, any type of of methodology or practice that can get you to, you know, chill the fuck out and just really yep. just, you know, you know honor, honor thyself and, and your body yep. and your mind and be grateful. What a better chemical state for your body to go yep. into surgery. Like why not? Exactly. And you know, there's, there's another aspect to that too. If you want to look at, at somewhat at a spiritual level or an energetic level, you, your body has an innate healing intelligence and mm -hmm. that I mean, we know that already. We have the immune system. We have, you know, the, like you said, the parasympathetic system. We have the nervous system. We have all these little, all these systems that work together. And when one part of that system is not working well, the rest jump in to help out. Okay. Yeah. But then your, your optimal level becomes a little bit lower, right? So mm -hmm. at a spiritual level, what Reiki does is it helps move into the emotional aspect of your, of your body. There is an emotional body in your system and it's all tied to parts of your system, parts of your chakra systems. If, if you're into, if you're into the awareness of that, but when you dip into that, your emotional system I find today is more triggered than ever before. I mean, Absolutely. we had stress back in the days when you weren't sure where food was and stuff, but now we are maxed out big time and it's either self-induced it's external. Well, I should say it this way. It's internal external, but I also feel that it is, it's compounded now. So we, we are to your point, flight or flight. We are constantly in that cycle. And I find it amazing when I have 
um, some of my spiritual clients come by and they say, you know, I, I, I wake up at, you know, between the two and four o'clock and I hear that's the time when, you know, you're, 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 you know, maybe spirit wants to come talk to you or they come up with some of these things. And I, I look at them and I say, well, no, first of all, your adrenals feel like they're shot. Uh, I'm sure you have cortisol just swimming around in your body. And by the time your body figures that out, you know, you're going to wake up because you've got excess in your system. You're not getting into that deep sleep because you're not allowing your body to release what it needs to release in order to go back to normal. When we're running away from danger, we recuperate very quickly, but we're always running away from danger now. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you point, you, I love that you pointed that out because, um, you know, which is one of the reasons why I've always loved you as a practitioner and I've always respected <laughs> your work and what you do with clients and why I've always recommended you to the people. Um, and this brings me, you know, to a really important conversation as well is because you're, you're very factual based. You're very like, okay, like, look, this is not, you know, a spirit guide coming in to say hi, like you're stressed out and your cortisol levels are now dumping and waking you up. Like you understand the, the, the mechanics of the body and, and yeah. but also the spiritual connection of the mind and body connection, yeah. but it's not all that. And so you, like I said, you have that real honesty and that integrity in the way that you practice and that you work. Whereas in how we were talking about earlier before we started recording is nowadays, it seems like anybody can just become a Reiki practitioner. Yes. So let's talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Well, back in the day, uh, there was a a, a lady, her, her name is Takata. Um, she learned right from, uh, Dr. Yusui, uh, directly from him. He refused her for quite some time. She was from Hawaii. Now she is Japanese, I believe, but she lived in Hawaii. She was terminally ill. Uh, he was her last resort. She was healed by him. She decided that she would want to become a practitioner. She stayed for numbers of years, learned it, and then took it back to the Western. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, I'm like, oh, this, she's just a digger for money, right? Because she was charging $10,000 to learn Reiki 1, and you wow. had to be with her for years. And you know, each level was, again, maybe 10000 or more. Who knows, right? Yeah. But she singled, she was smart. She singled out the people who truly believed in it. And the thing that um, there's a conflict with the history of Dr. Yusui about him being that he came to us and he learned he was at the university and he was this, he was that, but really at the end of the day, it was, it was about Westernizing his story so that people in the Western world would accept Reiki. Mm-hmm. She was so smart that way. When I finally read all the different types of literature about her, about Dr. Yusui, and then about people who actually went to Japan to learn more about Dr. Yusui, and I kind of connect all the dots, I realized that was one smart cookie. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a reason why she charged so much. And the reason why she, but it's funny because when you learn about Dr. Yusui, he didn't teach one way. Yeah. He just went with the flow. Yeah. So what one student got as training, another one got something else. He just went with the flow. But what yeah. his basis of his teaching was, is that you had to be open and receptive to the energy and know that your energy, because once you accept that, then you know you're linked in with that energy that you're feeling through the Reiki practitioner. You mm-hmm. are responsible for that energy. And at the same time, you are responsible for your health altogether. You can't expect to be healthy if you're te- treating people like shit, right? Oh, like seriously. That. So that's, for me, what I've learned. And I mean, I'm on a bunch of different uh, Facebook chat groups with about Reiki and, and everyone has all these different perspectives. But when I look at all the underlying, it's still the same message, right? They care, they want to help. 
So I never challenge anyone's beliefs about Reiki. I never challenge about anyone's experiences because it's all different. Energy is, is predominantly a perspective experienced, um, I guess you could say situation. Mm -hmm. um, we all see color differently. We all know that that's the color red, but how do you know that shade of red you're seeing is the same shade someone else is seeing? You're never going to know. We can come up with a thousand different words to explain it. We're just never going to know. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just, I'm, I'm very respectful of people when they talk about Reiki and where it comes from. I never correct anyone because I don't think it's fair. I will have her correct people when they tell me that it's bullshit. It doesn't work and it's suggestive um, and all that kind of stuff. And I say, you know what? Your entire life is based on being suggestive and perspective. Yeah. And that's everything. <laughs> everything we do in this world yeah. is. So is if you don't agree with it, I love it. Don't agree with it. Fantastic. You know where you are set. That's important. But don't belittle or, or demean someone else, uh, you know, based on what their experience is or what they believe in. Because I, I just, at the end of the day, we, we don't have a right to do that. So. Right. Now, I guess, you know, and so as somebody who's interested in learning about Reiki, because this happens in the coaching space, and I know this from being a coach, is, you know, being labeled right? As, as mm -hmm. one experience or one standard or one practitioner sets the standard and sets the bar. So, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of myself now having been on both sides of the spectrums in terms of um, having my own business mentors and coaching mentors or mm -hmm. Reiki practitioners, and then now being a coach, I always suggest, I always suggest people do your research, ask questions, know what to look for. Um, you know, like I do not coach and teach like a lot of the other people do. I don't just give people a food plan and an exercise plan and say, here you go, best of luck. You know, it's very hands-on. It's very in-depth. So as, as a Reiki master, so I guess two questions, you know, what does it take and what is involved in becoming a Reiki master? And as somebody who's interested in Reiki, wanting to find a, a practitioner what should they ask for in terms of you know are they the real deal or is it worth their time and investment because there is a significant difference from going and getting reiki from somebody who's maybe got level one who's just tried it for a few months and obviously okay. working with somebody yourself who's a That's practitioner right. and very in line with the practice yeah so if you're interested in doing reiki just for yourself and family reiki one is your go-to i wouldn't go any further you learn the basics of reiki um there's a thing what we call attunements and for some people that's kind of like whoa what's that it basically is is just a, a portion of the training where you are your body and your energetic body is is sort of, I guess you could say, cleaned up to accept the Reiki. Mm -hmm. We all have Reiki, don't get me wrong, but when you're learning to give Reiki, you have to be an open conduit. I never say channel because some people get all freaked out, but I say conduit. It's the <laughs> yeah. same as, as, as the difference of using a copper wire for a speaker versus an aluminum wire, right? The right. copper wire allows free flow of energy. It's clean, it's open, where aluminum is very choppy. Um, there's a lot of electromagnetic smog that come, or um, dirty, dirty electricity as they call it, right? So there's a preference to why we do that. When you get in that two minutes, the same thing. It's just clearing out your energetic body so that when you're receiving Reiki and you're giving Reiki and you're offering it, you're just a clear channel. That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you get, you get the, just the fundamental attunements for that. And then you're taught how the hands work and the placements and, and they're all just sort of what we call guidelines, but you then get the practice in at the same time. Mm -hmm. When you're taking Reiki two, three, three is either three or master, depending on what lineage of, of Reiki you're taking right. and then you have the teacher and some most of the time they most of the time now because of the time and cost effectiveness 
practitioner or teachers are putting one and two together and then they're putting three and teacher together. Now, if you don't want a teacher, then I'm sure they can accommodate, but um, Reiki one is just your basic get started, get, get things going. And that's where you do most of your practice. You do most of your practicing on feeling Reiki, um, seeing how, how it affects people and, and just learning and gaining experience. And then Reiki two is where you can actually go out and get paid for it. That's now, through the Canadian Reiki Association, they have some set guidelines because when you're registered with them, they go through a process that is acceptable through actually through the Ontario government. So that's where they're mainly from, but it's accepted throughout Canada. So there are specific guidelines. Um, I know that they've changed some up through the times and there's a lot of Reiki one practitioners who are now charging, but from what I've learned, you shouldn't be charging until you get to level two because level two, you're, you're given more information. You're given more tools mm -hmm. uh, to really help the client more. Right. Uh, so that's important. And then three is when you're getting into that master. Uh, so you get, again, a couple more tools. You learn a little bit more and more in depth. What I found when I got my Reiki two was I started my intuition. I would say was quite strong, but I always ignored it. I always doubted it. But mm -hmm with going into Reiki too, that was it. I mean, there's, there's no way out, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just opens you up. Um, what you do with it, of course, is up to you. For me, I just opened up and I just said, you know what, there's a reason why this is happening. And then when you get into master and uh, master, uh, just, you know, that level of, of, of experience and the, and the, the depth that you can get into when you're doing your Reiki, uh, session with a client is, is just way deeper, way richer. So as and, a, as a perspective, um, I guess, buyer or client looking for a practitioner, then you would want somebody who has at least got Reiki too. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, if you had a friend or, or, you know, someone in your family was doing Reiki and they could see you more often because then they can get the practice in and you could start opening up to it. I think that's fantastic. If you are looking to get, you don't know anybody and you're looking for an actual practitioner, two and up is, is my recommendation. Uh, some of the questions you want to ask, and, and I hate to say this, but it, it, time does matter. Mm -hmm. uh, the more experience or the more clients you have, the more experience you have. Like, and the more you can support that customer with those questions. Right. And um, so when I signed up with the Canadian Recce Association, I had to do 25, 25 one-hour case studies. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, you learn a lot. And it takes mm -hmm. a while, right? I mean, it took me about a year to get all my case studies completed. And I, I think that if anyone wants to do it that way and you want to look for a practitioner, I would highly recommend going to the Canadian Reiki Association. They have a list of all of their registered practitioners and teachers in all the different locations across Canada. And um, I think you'd be more comfortable with, with those practitioners because they have signed the code of ethics. They've signed all the guidelines and requirements that the CRA, um, oh, sorry, Canadian Reiki Association, yeah. Canadian Reiki Association, um, um, <laughs> has you sign and you and follow and it also follows the outlines and guidelines of 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 all different levels awesome so, yeah you said you said something really important in that too is when you went into reiki 2 um you had recognized that you would have your own intuition and you had been ignoring it how many yeah. how many people do you think are you know and i always say like your gut instinct is always right like your intuition your gut your first instinct your first reaction well, is yeah. almost is almost always true so 
how many people do you think are ignoring that and they're just so out of tune of that mind body connection and how valuable is that this is gonna sound this is gonna piss people off but people who are not reach who are not feeling they have their full potential or they're or they're not fulfilling things in their life seriously it's i'm sorry to say it but when you feel like you're stuck and or you're you're finding that just nothing's working out for you and you're trying all these different things you are still not listening to your intuition. You're doubting, every, you're doubting that little tiny voice that's saying, but, but, but. Uh, once you start listening to that, I am telling you, doors open. And they come up from places you would never think they would mm-hmm. open to, right? So it's, it's the biggest mountain and biggest hurdle, I think, in today's society. Um, a lot of people are waking up to it, and I'm going to use that waking up term, but yep. it's true. A lot of people are realizing there's CEOs today that are taking intuition courses. And I'm telling you, if you, everyone says, well, it was just hard work and persistence. No, that persistence mm-hmm. came from somewhere. Something is pushing you. Absolutely. And How something about- telling you to go somewhere when you're in that focused frame of mind. If you are listening yeah. to your gut, you're going to be even more focused. How similar is Reiki to meditation and what's the comparison or connection? Um, well, I, I'm going to say that it's with Reiki, there's more of a physical aspect that you're allowing your body to, to have space to, to relax and release. Mm-hmm. Meditation does that too, but meditation is more about stilling the mind. You can still the mind when you're in a Reiki session, but sometimes there's a lot of emotions and things that come up and it's really difficult. Yep. Uh, but you can also get that in meditation too. I would probably say that with a Reiki session, you're having someone assist you getting into that night, into that state where your body can then take over and do the healing. When you're doing meditation, you are fully responsible of getting yourself into that state. But it's more of a state of awareness rather than about healing. Even though state of awareness is healing too, right? I mean, healing is such a big term used to nowadays, right? So, well, I just I wanted to clarify because I know that there's again, society, and I know I have seen the world is starting to wake up to the, the importance of the, of the alignment. And I talk about this all the time in my programs is shift and align. We need to start with the thought. And then the thought leads to, um, you know, to the belief, to the habits, to the actions, thus creating your results yeah. and meditation. Um, well, I've now recently, I've added it into my practice for the last six to seven months, and it's been a- absolutely transformative in, into what I've done. Um, Reiki has been a completely different thing for me in my life. And it's, is I can always, I, same thing. It's that release and that calm and that still, and I have a very hard time still to this day with meditation by itself, stilling the mind, but Reiki does that for me to the point where I, I feel that physical calmness. And so it's interesting because CEOs meditate. You talk to any billionaire and high successful operating person, entrepreneurs, they're meditating. They have some type of spiritualness. They're not necessarily talking about it. That's they've, right. They've got Reiki. They've got these people in their back pocket and it's, and it's, it makes a huge shift literally in their energy and what they're able to accomplish. Yeah. And so that brings me to an, uh, my, my next question for you is that this applies, Reiki applies to everybody and to anybody. And like you said, at the very beginning of this conversation can be done anywhere, even remotely. That's right. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, right. Because energy, if you think in quantum physics, there's no such thing as time, space or distance, right? It's, it's all 
at the same time. I mean, there's studies where they've taken a cell, they've chopped the cell in half, they take one cell and put it 200 kilometers this way, they take the other cell, whatever kilometers that way. And when they mm. poke the one cell, the other one instantly gets the same reaction as the one that got poked, right? I have so, read this study, yes. 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 So if you want to get into science, there is a basis around quantum physics, but is it's when you look at how energy how energy works it's it's not about time space or distance really it's really about the movement of thought and intelligence and what i um how do i want to say this how am i going to say you, this? you, you um, can just say it you're gifted i know you just let it rip let it rip Okay, so what was the question again? <laughs> um, Reiki done, it applies to everybody. Oh, yeah, it can be done remotely, <laughs> remotely. Yes, yes. Know, as soon as I get into quantum theory, I'm just like, ah, I love it. <laughs> I love mind. it. Yeah. Um, so Reiki in itself is when you make that connection to the person, and that can be through their name, that can be through their address. Um, but as long as you have, and I always say this, and this is not, this isn't about ghosts or anything like that and, and like vampires we need permission but mm -hmm. you you do need permission because there is a law of free will there is a law of 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 that people allow in their energetic field in their life in whether it's through thought through physical whatever you have to respect that boundary mm -hmm. so once you have that permission and once you have their name then i can then just get my Reiki going and I will sit in a room and I will pretend that I, I, I have a basketball almost and I feel the resistance of the energy. And once I start saying, okay, energy flow to so-and-so, I'm actually feeling this ball get smaller and smaller and smaller. And it takes anywhere from 15 to 20, 30 minutes, depending on, you know, how much they need. I mean, there are a lot of people who are depleted. Look at healthcare workers, um, people who are always giving to other people. Um, they're always using their energy to give to everyone else, but they're never Absolutely. replacing it. So those are the ones I find that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like 20 minutes in. And, but for some reason, I have the energy and stamina to hold my hands up and continue on sending the Reiki. And that for me is even profound because, I mean, try holding out your hands, holding a pretend ball yeah. in front of you and sit there for 15, 20 minutes. You get tired. You yeah. want to put your hands down. You want to start, you know. Um, so I always find that interesting that I have the energy to, and, the, and the mental energy to keep doing that. But when mm -hmm. it's done, I always give about five minutes and then I either text or call back my client. And most of the time they're like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? They feel it. They feel certain parts of their body. They, they get the leg twitch. Yeah. Um, you know, things are sometimes out of the ordinary for them. Other times it's kind of ordinary, but they still feel like something's different. And again, it could be suggestive, but the... The point is, is they're feeling something and usually two or three days later, they'll, I always ask them to get back to me to, you know, offer some more experience if they had any or anything like that. I always love the feedback. Um, they'll always say that, you know, there's been a profound difference in one form or another. And I say profound and I mean it because yeah. um, some people feel like they've been emotional for a long time and then they realize the last two days they felt fine. Not great, fantastic. They felt fine. That's a big difference from being emotional for two weeks. Absolutely. Right? So that, so then, so for people that are listening and, um, or watching, how do they know that they need Reiki? What would be, what would be something that they could feel or they're struggling with? 
because um, as we talked about before, not everything is fixable and solved by Reiki. Um, who would you say that Reiki is for? I would say people who feel stressed and are stressed, um, even, if, even if they feel low amount of stress, chances are they might be more that they're just not acknowledging. Mm -hmm. People who don't feel like themselves, emotional, they feel a little bit more emotional and that could be either more anger, more sadness or not feeling emotional at all. Like things that normally would bother them or not. So um, people who don't feel balanced. Now that could be anything from a physical sensation to, uh, you know, maybe something they just feel off. I mean, I remember after having my son, I felt like I was walking beside myself. I just was in a state of fog all the time. You know, yeah. um, I have a lot of women who just have you know, I shouldn't say a lot, but a few women who've come in who've just had a baby and who feel that way too. And um, a lot of times they pick up things within their own physical body that they need to address to help them, you know, kind of get back. So it's not necessarily Reiki, but sometimes it's the body needs to give off information. Mm -hmm. And I'm help, I'm there to help interpret that because when you're in that state, who's to say that you can, you can understand what your body's trying to tell you? Yeah. Right? I mean, I didn't at the time. And, and I can't imagine when you're stressed that you would too. So sometimes, yes, you need someone to help, you know, kind of interpret that information and bring that forward to you. Reiki's big for that. Um, I have people who have pain that the doctors can't figure it out. There's no sort of pain management treatment that that's helping. It may maybe buffer some of it. Um, have, have had some great uh, um, successes with, with the Reiki. Um, and sometimes they don't, but we realize through, through some of the information the body's giving that what's causing it. Mm -hmm. And once they address it, they see a significant, you know, de degradation of their, of their pain, still probably taking some of their pain management, whatever that is, but it's not as debilitating or causing them not to be able to sleep. Cause that's right. another cycle too, right? When you're in pain all the time, you're not sleeping. Well, guess what happens? Then your body goes into more of a chronic state. Then you have more pain. Yeah. So somewhere for, you gotta break that broken record. And oh, and especially for for anybody who's um, into the health and fitness space and wanting to work on their fat loss goals or body composition goals. Right. And you're in pain. You sleep and you're not sleeping. Yeah. You gotta sleep. Sleep you is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, yeah. there's there's different levels. There's different variables always at play there. Yeah. How often do you? Uh, how would you recommend? Um, somebody doing Reiki, going to see a Reiki practitioner, not necessarily doing their own, um, mm -hmm. you know, through meditation or through maybe a level one, but in terms of they're really struggling, you know, even just with life and, you know, they are feeling stuck. They have big goals and visions and they just can't seem to get there. Nothing, you know, is really going their way and they keep self-sabotaging, self-sabotaging. And they, mm -hmm. um, you know, how often, you know, it's not like a massage. Is it like a massage? I guess I, that, that's the question. Is it like a massage therapist? <laughs> Do you go every month? Do you go every two weeks? Do you go as something comes up? How does that work? Well, for me, I, I, I know a lot of practitioners will hate me saying this, but I, I, don't, I don't tell people to come every, every once a week. Mm -hmm. I tell people, okay, you've had your work first Reiki session. And depending on what that session was like, I will sometimes recommend, I'd really like to see you in a week or two. Yeah. Because there are some layers that we need to get through. And the, with the state that you're in right now, you probably can't do it on your own. Otherwise, I, I, I really push people to, to dig within and say, do I really need to go for a Reiki session? And, and really start learning to listen to the guidance that they get. Yeah. You know, I, I, have, I have a school teacher who works in a, um, a, a school that's for, for, for kids that have, um, you know, those type of syndromes, whatever it's. Oh, like Asperger's, ADHD and Asperger's yeah. and Tourette's. Um, and, so you yep. can imagine the stress levels they have, but they do yep. it because they love those kids. So it's yeah. kind of, there's that little bit of a buffer there. 
And I had one teacher, uh, there's three of them actually that come see me now, but the one um, just would not connect internally, didn't believe it, just felt like everything was external and that she had to address it and solution it, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, I had her come see me every 10 days for the first, for three sessions. And then after that, she started understanding how, how to connect within. And now I see her maybe once or twice a year. Nice. And she's just totally can manage her stress now. She's totally taken that responsibility on her own and noticing what she takes in and what she, and where her thoughts go. That's mm -hmm. the most important thing. Uh, a lot of people don't, don't realize that where your thoughts go and you don't even, you can catch yourself sooner or later. You're going to catch yourself yeah. where these thoughts are going. You're like, holy shit, I keep saying that over and over and I didn't realize it. Right. Absolutely. That's the, that's literally the, probably the most, the first two to three weeks of my program that I have with my clients is just activating your awareness yep. because you can't, ch you can't change what you don't know. And if you that's don't right. know, and if you're not listening and you're not aware, you know, that's right. and that's, that's shitty relationships and toxic people and your negative habits and your, how your body feels, your lack of sleep. That's are right. you eating like an asshole? Like awareness. Or you're, yeah. Are you pissed off while you're eating or you've made your food and you're cranky and all this right? anger is going into your food and now you're consuming it, you know, right? like, you know, are, are you stressed? Are you taking a break? You know, yeah. are you not falling asleep? Right. It's those questions, you know, and asking the why and being aware awareness absolutely yeah. is key. It is. And you know, and I will say on a physical level with doing Reiki that when I have new clients that come on my table, the first thing I always watch for is how are they breathing? Because mm -hmm. that gives me that, that sort of level of how stressed they are. Because I'll tell you right now, and I, I actually did some data analysis. Uh, I am a, a senior business analyst, so I do a lot of data. So I'm very logical at the same time uh, into the energy realm and quantum theory and all that stuff. And they're all shallow breathers. Yeah. All of them that come in that are, have some level of stress. Even though I had some of them say, I'm not as stressed. I watch them breathe and it's all in the chest. I have to, I walk them through grounding and through that grounding meditation, it's about a minute and a half for some, some maybe a little bit longer, depending if I can feel their energy levels way up here instead of more relaxed. And I'll ask them to take that deep breath and keep going, keep going. And some can't do it. Yeah. Their muscles are so tight where their diaphragm is that they can't take that deep breath. We've lost but, control. We've lost our, our, um, our we're not supposed to be breathing from there. We're supposed to be breathing down from the chest. And, yeah. and there's another reason why that is too. And, and this is something that, that your, your, um, your audience can look up and it's called the vagus nerve. Oh, yes. They, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You have three brains and they're all connected by this vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And those three brains are the brain, your heart, and your gut. And that vagus nerve is the, is the traffic, is the, what you would call it a um, like the telephone line between all three and your breathing activates that nerve. So yeah. if you're shallow breathing, you're not getting good communication between the gut, the heart and the brain. And that's all about alignment. It is, it is, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, if, if there's one thing that people want to take away and they want to learn, they want to get into maybe more of that relaxed state. doesn't have to be meditation. Um, but it can be a form of Reiki in a sense. Start taking slow, relaxed, deep breaths. Sit down for five minutes. If you're feeling stressed, get up, find somewhere quiet, sit down or however you're comfortable and take some just really deep breaths in and relax, breathe out. 
just allow your body and and i always say when you get to the point where you're breathing deeply you're going to feel some tension and you're going to pretend it's like an elastic band between your brain heart and your gut and you're going to feel this elastic kind of pulling it's almost like when you take a deep yawn like you're pulling an elastic mm-hmm. once you feel that pressure and that release you've activated that vagus nerve yeah. it's, it's there's just no way about it and i'll tell you when you come back you feel like that that fire that used to be raging will not be as big as it was when, before you left. I because love that. Your all three brains are engaged. They're now fully aware and attentive to what's going on. And they're more logical than if you only had one or the other working on its own. Well, you answered my next question. Of <laughs> what, can, what can people do to get immediate results? <laughs> so. That's it. Right there. I'll I'll tell you right now. That's it. And that's that. And that I did not learn from anywhere, but, but doing Reiki. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. It's very interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. (laughs) This has been really, really informative and helpful. So I really appreciate you um, taking the time out of your day to talk about this today. It's, you know, it's, it's um you know energy work is becoming is becoming more and more dominant and more discussed into our society which is amazing but i do believe that not all practitioners are the same um you know there is you know the experience and the education for a really i believe a true uh, mind body connection from the practitioner itself and also with the client you know that comes from experience and that comes from you know doing doing the work and i'm very much like you said you know trusting your intuition so um, I love that. I hope that, you know, people enjoyed this as well and were able to get a better understanding of what it is and what it isn't, you know, also of yes. what it's not. And so, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate and respect your analytical and scientific side <laughs> to it because, because it's, it would be very easy for a practitioner to be like, oh yeah, I can fix that. Like you said, right. Come see me every week. Come see me every week. You know, I can fix that. I can fix this. Cause you know, well, it is extremely helpful, and I believe that people are starting to do the shift to a more um, to a more a holistic approach, which I love, and I'm 100. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pro that. Um, it doesn't fix everything, so you do need to be careful with what things you are trying to to use Reiki for. So, yeah. um, that being said, you know, there is a lot of benefits to a ton of people that are out there, and you know, especially with the way that things have been going in our worlds today, these last, you know, three, oh, four weeks, you know, yeah. people, you know, people's stress levels are through the roof right now. Well, um, you're, you know, now you're, you feel like you're being forced in the home where you used to have the freedom to leave. Um, yeah. but even though you're, you know, it's, it's, one of those self-isolation rules per se. I mean, we still can go out and get stuff, but it, it yeah, it, it's, it's really, it's the stress is really causing some people to, 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 to react and behave differently. Right. Again, mm-hmm. it's that perceived, it's perceived in, in, in so many different ways, but. Um, well, and I yeah. firmly believe that everything that we do, um, any, you know, I'd say transaction, transaction is probably the wrong term, but um, everything for me is an energy energy exchange. Conversations I have with the people, is that yeah. a good energy exchange? Um, yeah. The coaching that I'm doing, is that a good energy exchange? What I'm buying, what I'm eating, is that a good energy exchange? And right now, I love that we're being forced to be at home and really pay attention to our energy and because we're not having one with ourselves. It's the storyline that we're seeing now. Okay, you're, you're made to be home be home. And you know, for some people it's hard because they worry about finance. Like some people actually have lost their jobs, but if they're getting that financial means and if they're not, you know, there's, I always say, if you change the narrative, if you change your perspective, you change the narrative. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, I am seeing people who are, who are getting financially crunched with this. Uh, but I, I also, you have to look at it as an opportunity because the minute you see it, that it's not, you're blocking the energy yeah. because you're focused on the not yeah. rather than what you, what the possibilities are. Once you're open to possibilities, then guess what? Things start to happen. Absolutely. So again, that's also energy too. And I just, you know, Reiki for me has opened up more than just it being an an energy healing modality as they call it. It's Mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's opened up so much more because I, I kept my mind open. Well, and I, I, I am the same way. I firmly believe that not only does it help me, um, you know, calm and de-stress because I'm typically, you know, similar to a lot of people where I'm always giving, giving, taking care of, taking care Mm -hmm. of, and I got nothing left for me or I'm holding on to everybody else's energy because I listen to people all the time through coaching. Um, but you know, it, again, it's being aware of your own energy. So it's, you know, it's the mental aspect, it's the physical aspect, it's, you know, the emotional aspect. It's, and there's no time than now, I think, again, with us being forced to really check in with ourselves mm-hmm. and how, how is your energy with yourself that there's no better time than now that people around the world could benefit from some, some of this type well, of practice. You touched on something that I have been teaching people, but I haven't been very good at. So I'm still learning to be a teacher. So I'm always a student, right? Mm-hmm. Is you, your energy should never be depleted mm-hmm. because your energy is your own. The minute you start taking on someone's or you're giving because you want to help them be balanced. You can't do that when you're not balanced mm-hmm. and balance for me is keeping your own energy and, and taking in the energy from the universe to help that person instead and teach them how to take back their energy so that they're not depleted, even though they're giving, you can, you can still give energy, but give it from the universe, not from yourself. Right. And I say this all the time. You can't get from an empty cup. You can't exactly. And you can't, and you, you can't also fill your cup when it's full. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll never learn if you think that you've learned everything you need to learn because that's not true. And going back to my statement, always the student before mm-hmm. being the teacher. And the, the, that rule is so true. A teacher is never really a true teacher. They're always a student. Absolutely. Always. You're always a student. doesn't matter what level you are. You're always learning. And yeah. the, that's the biggest thing I've ever, I've learned is when I'm helping people or I'm giving my, my, myself to people. I still give, I keep my own energy. And if I feel that they need energy, I just ask the universe to give them that energy. And if they're open for it. Right. And that's what Reiki is really at the end of the day. It's just using universal energy and giving it to people who just don't know how to do that yet. You know? And uh, I think that would probably be the third sort of, good constructive thing about what Reiki <laughs> healing is, right? It's yeah. just, you're just challenging, you channeling universal energy that everyone has access to at the end of the day, but they just forgot how to do that. Yeah. And so for those of you who are listening today and are interested in getting some access to that or experiencing <laughs> that or potentially tapping into that, um, as, uh, our lovely guest who is the owner of back, back to you healing. Uh, did I say that right? Back to healing. You back betcha. to I'm like back to you. I'm like I don't know. She's just my girl who takes care of me <laughs> and like fixes me. Um, we have and she's graciously donated some of her time for for listeners here today. Um, so we are we are going to do a giveaway, which I'm super excited and pumped about, and I can like wholeheartedly tell you you're going to love every second of this. So um, again, you don't have to have any expectations. Just wing it and let what yeah. be may be. And That's so right. I, I will post them um, the details here. 
um, onto the podcast, on my Instagram, onto my YouTube, onto all the social media platforms. But what I would love to have is you guys go into our Instagram and comment below onto this podcast episode as to why you think that you would need a Reiki session or, you know, why, what are you struggling with the most that you feel that you could get the most energy balance up, or maybe you for your first time Reiki practice, you know, Reiki learner, and you want to have your first experience. There's no better person that I could recommend having your first experience with than with our lovely guest here today. And so there's two giveaways. Uh, one of them is going to be a 60 minute full Reiki session um, that you're going to be able to do in person if you're local. For those of us who are still under coronavirus lockdown and quarantine. When those um, legislations and laws have been lifted, you can qualify to win that gift. And for everybody else, there's also a 30-minute intuitive session that you'll be able to do online. You can do that in via Zoom, or Skype, um, you know, however, Facebook Messenger, however you guys want to connect. So the giveaway is open to anybody across the worldwide. So highly recommend that you guys, um, you know, comment, get it onto the contest. Absolutely amazing experience so again i just you know thank you again so much for coming on oh, thank you and just really explaining you know the differences and in getting into it without it again you know without it being one way or the other of too spiritual woo woo of you know of this but really providing some some scientific base to that as well so i really appreciate thank you that. and i would love just to have you finish off as to what is one thing that people should do every day to help them with their mind and body alignment well, the, probably everyone's going to say say meditating, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go back to learn about the vagus nerve and learn about the breathing. Learn mm. to learn that you are not breathing properly, or that if you are, maybe you need to go deeper, and really start focusing on the breath. And when I say that, I don't mean that in a meditative state. I mean that at an internal connecting state. You know, your body's not your enemy by any means. So mm -hmm. breathing is the one thing that you, you have to have in order to live. You can live without food for a while. You can live with water for a while, but five minutes not breathing, that's it. it done. You're done. Mm -hmm. So that would be my number one. There is so much amazing things that happen when you start doing the breath and you start connecting in. And I, I can't say that enough. There's no, there's no Reiki. There's nothing else. I mean, you can meditate for hours. If you don't really champion that for yourself the breath and and connecting within and and honoring your body and your mind even though your mind might be going a mile a minute when you start recognizing certain patterns and you start connecting the change becomes really profound as well it, it, i just like reiki could be a stepping stone but that would be my number one tip just take five minutes every day start with a minute work your way up you know, or take the time when you're feeling stressed, take that five minutes and do the breath. And, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, look up the vagus nerve and yeah, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll learn a lot and you'll realize that you're the way the phys when you're, you think that it's a physical reaction first before something else happens. It's not, it's always start somewhere within a thought or something with, within at a, at a sort of mental state before it becomes a physical manifestation that, that. in itself is 100%. I mean, goes without saying. Yeah. And again, you said something really important too. Start with a minute a day, right? You yes. know, the, oh my God. The, yeah. the whole, you know, vision, um, you know, of my company and of what I teach really is, is to show and to help guide people and show them that change is possible. So, you know, you want to get a better mind body connection and you want to practice on the breath and you want to get into a meditative state or you want to work on your Reiki one minute a day. 
two minutes, then three minutes, then five minutes. You don't, you don't have to jump in and be an hour session master every single day, right? Change is possible by these little tiny steps. And I truly um, believe from my own experience and from working with others and from myself working with you is that even us, even a couple of sessions of Reiki practice um, and getting more alignment with your mind and body connection is definitely one of the stepping stones to creating change, a positive change in your life. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. All right. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) Bye.